We thank you so much for your goodness. We thank you for your worship. We thank you for the young guns and the old guns and the middle-aged guns. And God, we thank you for all, all of us, Lord, that you have equipped to go out and spread your kingdom in so many different ways, Lord. We're excited about who we are now in you and who we're becoming as a church, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Listen, uh, here's what I want to talk about this morning. We're starting a series on um, looking into the uh, Scripture, particularly the New Testament shape or the wineskin, the container of the early church. So this is a church, according to uh, historians, that, quote-unquote, turned the known world upside down in a generation. So that's really incredible that these people who we saw last week when we looked at the video, the apostles were huddled in the upper room, they were afraid of the Romans, and Jesus appeared and through various appearances banished the doubts of the, of the disciples and they were so committed to this radical gospel message and they took it out all over the known world and spread it and they lit a fire here and those people went out and lit a fire there and they ended up over here and then this province and, and this uh, area of uh, the known world and, and, and just uh, revolutionized the world. So it took a certain kind of church to do that. So we're going to look at what that church was. What was the shape of it? What were the dynamics of that church? What were the elements of the early church? The church that was the product of that penitentiary Pentecostal outpouring. What was that like? And then we're going to compare that to our church. And we, we're going to pray and we're going to work and we're going to expect that God is going to convert us more and more into the kingdom-minded church, the, the, what I call the uh, complete wineskin of the pouring out of the Holy Spirit, that wineskin containing all the elements that made the early church such a powerful force in the earth. And God's doing it again. God is pouring out his spirit. There is a revival that's already starting in the earth. In some parts of the earth, more prominently than in other parts of the earth. But there is a revival that is coming that is going to shake the earth, I believe, as never before. And we are part of it. And that's what's so cool. There is a preparation process taking place in this church in scores of churches I'm related to, um, from Annapolis uh, up into Philadelphia and on up into Boston, the whole east coast of America. And that's what I know about, and I, I don't know what's going on in other parts of our nation or so much what's going on in the world, but I'm sure that the same God who's preparing to, uh, to create an infrastructure to hold this great outpouring and this great harvest that's coming. He's doing it in other parts of the world just like he's doing it here. It's very exciting. Okay, so one thing I want to do today, where I want to start in talking about the, the shape of the, of the church that we need to be that's in alignment with how the early church was. So I want to talk about one element in our church life, that's actually pretty good. So in a way, this is a refresher word today. This is kind of a continuing ed word today. So it's not like this is new information to many of you, but it has to do with the, the biblical truth about 
greeting one another in the name of the Lord. Now, I've said that, and what may have arisen in your mind is, well, gosh, that's kind of a prosaic, it's kind of a vague uh, truth. I mean, you know, we're not talking about, you know, uh, justification by faith or some profound theological principle here. He's talking about greeting one another. And I think that's the way we think about that. But actually, there's a lot of information in the Scripture, in the New Testament in particular, about the power of greeting one another. And I have no slides, by the way, because my slide lady, I am linless today. Again, I need to talk to this woman about doing her job. That is why I married her, you know, for her slide-making ability. And so she's fallen down on the job. No. That's not, that's not true. None of that's true, guys. just want you to know that. This is a total joke. No need to report to Lynn. <laughs> so, okay. So I want to talk about this, this idea of greeting one another. You're going to see, that the way I'm going to present it, that it's, going to, it's, it's something that's a lot deeper than we think it is. Okay. Now, the reason I say it's a refresher course is that we, we're pretty good at being a friendly church. One of the things that newcomers speak of when they, uh, when they come to the newcomers meeting, when we say, well, what attracted you to the church here? I mean, obviously God, but what elements of, uh, uh, of our church life has, have attracted you? One thing that is normally said is that uh, we're, we're very friendly. We're very loving. Uh, we've got, you know, Jim Holmes. You guys know who Jim Holmes is? Everybody knows Jim, right? Jim, Jim, yeah, Jim is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jim, that's what Jim typically does. When he's excited about something, he acts like he's coughing and sneezing at the same time. He goes, yeah. And that's, that's like, that's like Rod in his amens. That's <laughs> and hallelujahs. No, Bob Owens in his amens and never mind. Okay, <laughs> enough of that. So, Anyway, uh, um, Jim is in charge of our greeting ministry, and he is just wonderful. The people will say, you know, I don't remember that guy's name, but the guy who greets at the door, he's so friendly and he's so informative. So we, we do have a, a, a number of you, and, and you're, you're relatively friendly people, but I want to speak to you today like Paul spoke to the church at Thessalonica. He said, I hear that you are really pretty good at, at loving one another, but I want to encourage you be even better. Be even more abundant. Love one another even more. And so I want to encourage you guys today, we're good at greeting each other, and we're good at greeting the new ones who come through the doors, but I believe God wants us to get better. Now, why is this an important characteristic for this church and an important characteristic in the early church? Well, back in our beginning when we met in that little barn down there. How many of you remember? How many of you were here when we met in the little barn? Okay, so some of you have that, that kind of memory there. Uh, huh? Oh, yeah, the old, old folks, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, you guys weren't even born yet. They were the real glory days, and you missed them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, <laughs> Hmm, lost my train. No, I didn't. So the, back there, um, we, we were formed by the Lord as a group 
uh, of, of kind of people who were burnt out by normal church and were looking for something different and something more. And so we kind of came together as a small community and we were in need of a lot of healing. We were, a lot of us were pretty broken and we needed to, to experience God's love and the healing ministries that he put in our church. And so we were actually, it was all we could do to love one another. It was all we could do to kind of care for and be kind to one another. And so we didn't have much of a concern to give God's love to those people that he would bring to us. And so we heard through the grapevine that we had the reputation. This is, this is maybe 20 years ago or more. We had the reputation of being an unfriendly church. And when I heard that, I, I didn't like it. I didn't feel like I was a particularly unfriendly person. And I didn't want us to be an unfriendly church. So... Uh, I, I determined in my heart that I was going to do something about it. And so I remember, and some of you may remember this if you were here with us back then, uh, that I actually took us through an exercise when I said, look, all of us are going to now practice how to greet one another. Anybody remember how I did that? I trained you in saying, yes, Chris? All right, that's right. Actually, I started out not with it yet. Actually, I said, okay, now we're going to all practice. And so I said, one, two, three, and then I'd say, hi, my name is blank, right? Because I'm filling your name. But what I wanted to do, simply, I mean, obviously, is to train everybody in the church. Maybe we were 50 people back then, but I wanted to train us into, into how to actually come out of ourselves and, 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 and sort of let our hearts out to other people and, and be friendly to the stranger. I mean, the Old Testament has some very powerful things to say, some commandments from God concerning showing love to strangers. But many of us are like two-year-olds who have a bad case of stranger anxiety, <laughs> right? I mean, strangers scare us. You know, we go to those we know, and even those people sometimes are hard, right? We come, from, we come from families that weren't very friendly. I came from a pretty unfriendly family, actually. And so, it, you know, being in relationship was, was a little scary. And you never quite knew what you, what you would get, you know? Would you get stung and rejected or, or would, would you be accepted? I didn't know. And, and so uh, a lot of us, I think, have maybe come from that. And so what we do is we, we are insulated. We're kind of isolated. So if we would come into a room where there are other people, you know, instead of, actually, what you'll see the scripture tells us, that we need to be greeting one another. We need to be looking around to share the love of God with those people whom we actually don't know even before the ones we do know. So our natural tendency is to come in and we instantly go to those we know and we hang out, which is better than having no one we know. So there's a gradation here. So the lowest level is not knowing anyone and no one knowing you and you being completely isolated in the room or coming in and maybe knowing a few people, and that's good, but that's not the summa. That's not the highest level of the love of God which should be expressed in greeting. And you're going to see, 
I'm trying to communicate now that this greeting one another is actually a manifestation of the love of Jesus for people. And it's how people experience God's love. What's the phrase? God with skin on. <laughs> we are God with skin on, right? That's, how, that's who we should be. We are the body of Christ. So Christ inhabits our bodies and he operates through us. And so when people see love of God through us, they're seeing God manifesting. And that's what we want. That's the essence of greeting. Okay, so let me tell you a story and then I'll jump into some scripture. I learned this lesson the hard way. Now, I successfully, by the grace of God, got that little church of 50 people to actually practice being friendly to strangers. So when people would come in, there would be a few people who would go up and welcome them. Hi, my name is supplying then their own names as opposed to the word blank, which would have been very weird if that had <laughs> happened. So they supplied their own names. How are you? Now I'm demonstrating welcoming here a little bit. Hi, how are you? Good to see you. In the meaning of the word greet, in, in the Greek, actually there's, a, there's an element of joy. So like, I'm really glad to see you here. Thank you for coming. Wow, so good to see you. How did you find your way here? So there's a personal interest. So this is how we greet. Some of us maybe don't know that, never been educated in that, right? Look, what do you do when you meet someone? Well, so what do you think of the weather? Well, that probably wouldn't be appropriate in church, but you know how, well, it wouldn't be inappropriate, I guess, but how are you doing? You know, really glad to see you here. Is this your first time here? Now, what's weird is when you're a pastor and you say, is this your first time here? No, I've been coming to your church for a year and a half. <laughs> That's not good. But then they give you grace because they say, well, you meet a lot of people, which is very true. A good friend of mine, Katie Uniak. Anybody remember Katie Uniak? Yeah, she's a real clown, that woman. But uh, so she once gave me a little um, name thing or a little, little, little sign type thing that you could attach to your. It said, Hi, I don't remember your name either. <laughs> okay. So anyway. Uh, so we, we uh, this welcoming thing, I did succeed in um, telling the church that, and, and we became good. And so now we have the reputation of being a friendly church, which is great. Um, when we first joined the Vineyard in 2003 or 4, uh, I was invited as the senior pastor of the Vineyard here to go to conferences where other leaders would gather. And so my experience with other Vineyard leaders was honestly quite negative, and it all had to do with this issue of greeting. Because I would go in, now I'm brand new to the movement, and the, the leaders who are gathering, 90% of them know each other, have been in the movement for many years, some as long as, you know, back in the early 80s, and so they have formed a good old boys club. And they really love each other, and they, they're hanging out with each other, and they're talking to each other with great animation. And, and so I, I come into the room, and, and I come up, and I kind of I stand there. And I know no one. No one appears to know me. <laughs> no one comes up to me. 
So I say, well, maybe they're just really busy in their conversation. So I walk over to them and I stand. So there may be five or six of them gathering in a circle, yucking it up and having a good time. And, And so I stand next to them thinking, well... Let's just prod the process along a little bit here. And you know, they'll see me and they'll, hey, how you doing? What's your name? Really good to see you here. Well, Bruce Lacho. Okay, great. You know, have you just joined? Well, come on in. You know, be part of the guy. I'm standing there and they're still yucking it up. And it's as if I don't exist. As if I am invisible. So you can tell I need healing very badly. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I felt rejection big time. Rejection doesn't feel good. Because of my childhood, my response to being rejected has been to become insanely angry. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so, <laughs> instant replay. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm standing there and getting angrier and angrier and thinking to myself, these guys, they're supposed to be, we joined this stupid movement so we could have some mature role models to pattern ourselves after. And these guys are as unloving as you could be. These guys are like baby Christians. They should acknowledge me. And, they, and I don't think I was being selfish at that. I mean, I was feeling selfish, but I, don't, I really think they had an obligation to greet me And to initiate love with me. They were the older ones. So there. Yeah, keep it on the tape. I don't care who knows it. (laughs) Never mind. Okay. So, so, you know, I go back home from the conference. I'm so angry. I tell Lynn, I can't believe what happened. Look what happened. You know, and she's like, you know, trying to calm me down and everything. But I'm very angry about the whole thing. But the Lord spoke to me. Actually, I think the Lord was behind it. I mean, I don't think he did it, but he allowed it to happen. He's going to use it for good in my life. And so he, he allowed me to just rise up and say, well, you know what? If they won't accept me, I'm going to move in the opposite spirit, and I am going to be a radical acceptor of others. So the next conference I went to, I did not try to go up and be accepted by those who weren't accepted me, accepting me. But I went and I looked for people like me who looked isolated and alone. And I went up to them and I said, Hi, my name is Bruce. What's yours? Nice to meet you, Bruce. <laughs> so there you go. So I greeted when I should have been greeted. And you know what? So cool. Because I believe that I was actually operating under the golden rule. Do unto others first what you want them to do to you. Because I initiated love with that second tier leader thing in the vineyard, right? So I was like an older brother to a younger brother. And I was friendly and loving to them. Guess what? God worked in the spirit and made those older guys then start loving me. So it was really cool how that worked out. But that is an example of the power, I believe, of greeting. And I think they should have greeted me. And I think there's a biblical command that we need to greet. Okay, now what I want to do is I want to show you in the scripture here. And again, I don't have the slides, so I'm going to be reading from from, uh, my Bible. Okay, I don't think I need the glasses here. I just want to show you here in Philippians. You don't have to turn to it. In in Philippians, uh, the... um, 
fourth chapter, uh, verse 21. Listen to this. This is Paul ending his letter, and it's kind of a technical ending the way ancient letter writers would end letters, but, but there's meaning in what Paul's saying. He says, greet, he is saying, Paul, I want you in the Philippian church, greet all the saints in Christ Jesus. So he's reminding them to be a greeting church. It's a manifestation of the love of God when the people in a church greet one another. So that's the first command, and that's a command to this church, and it's a command to all churches, I believe, in all time, at all times. I believe this is the way this scripture should be interpreted. Then he says, the brothers who are with me send their greetings. So that's the second time he mentions greeting. And then thirdly, he says, all the saints send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. So in three sentences, right at the end of the letter, he mentions this powerful New Testament truth of greeting one another. Okay. And then uh, another scripture uh, Romans 16, 2 through 16. Uh, again, you don't have to turn to it. If you want to, you can. But in that particular portion of that letter, the apostle mentions the, the word greet or send greetings um, 27 times, no, I'm rather sorry, 17 explicit mentions of the word greet. And in that list of greetings that he's sending there he greets 26 individuals two families and three house churches so clearly he is practicing what the new testament practiced as well and that is the power of greeting one another in the name of the lord and finally and this even goes beyond what we've seen what we've seen so far in these two passages of scripture we've looked at is the biblical command that we who know Jesus are to greet one another. That we are to make sure that when we come together, when we gather together, part of the fellowship of the Holy Spirit that we experience together comes because we are actively greeting one another. Now I say this because a number of us here in the room I don't think we really do too much of that. I mean, we are, we are relatively friendly. As I said, our reputation is as a friendly church. But as I look around, I see some people are kind of sitting in their seats. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but, but I want to call you to a higher level of love. I want to call you to a level of not waiting for people to come up to you and greet you, but you initiate. Find someone who looks like they need greeting. And go and extend the love of God to them and put a smile on your face. See, this is a smile. I know, it's more like a snarl. But it's supposed to be a smile. So you put a smile on your face, extend your hand out, and warmly express the love of God to that person. And, and, and now, now see, what, the reason I want to, by the way, let me just say this, this scripture here because I'm running out of time here a little bit and I need to get to a main, main point I want to make about this. But this scripture uh, that Jesus tells us in, in Matthew five forty seven, he says, if you greet only your brothers and sisters in Christ, which I am telling you to do, which is good, but remember, Jesus always takes that which is good and ups it, Right? You have heard this, let me tell you this. And that's one of these, right here. 
if you greet only your brothers and sisters in Christ, he says, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same thing. So really, this is a challenge, but the greeting of the, of the New Testament saints, one to another, was actually, according to the words of Jesus, meant to extend outside the four walls of the church. To waitresses, people in elevators, people on the street. All right, now, there's a reason, I believe, that this is a basic New Testament truth. And here we go. Um, Greeting is more than just external. What I just demonstrated with Steve right there, I mean, Steve's a friendly guy. He was, he, you know, good to meet you, Bruce, you know, so he kind of came back at me. But that was, let's, let's call that an external form of greeting. It had a, a mechanism to it. Stuck out my hand, put the snarl on my face, and, and, and was, was welcoming to him, okay? So there's an external side of it, but there's an internal spiritual side of greeting as well. And I want you to see this. This is really cool. I think this is really, really, really cool. Okay? In Matthew 10, 12, and in a parallel passage, Luke 10, 8, listen to these words. Jesus is speaking to his disciples whom he is sending out into Judea to carry the message of the gospel. He says, And whatever city or village that you enter into, inquire who is worthy in it. So there's a way, obviously, to determine who's a worthy person in the the city or village. And stay in that person's house until you leave the city. And then check this out. And as you enter the house, give it your greeting. Now, that's very interesting. So there is obviously an action you can take which extends your greeting to a house, a household, to an entire, you know, in fact, when you go and you look at the parallel passage, the scripture says, if you enter a town and it greets you, then things will happen, which I will refer to in a minute, but you can enter into a, a house or you can enter into an entire area and just by giving a greeting, coming out of your inner being, there is an outflow of the love of God in the form of meeting and greeting a person or an entire household or even the scripture says an entire town. And so there is a spiritual flow The original meaning, the number one meaning in the Greek of the word greet, G-R-E-E-T, is to draw another into oneself. Isn't that interesting? So when I am meeting Jose and I am greeting him, I'm coming, see, even I come up to him and he puts a smile on his face. See, now what's happening? What's happening is as I draw close to him in greeting, my soul is reaching out and I am drawing him to me. And when he responds, if a person you're greeting also counter greets, also brings his soul out to you, then there is this connection in the soul level in Christ, which is actually defined as fellowship. 
You're actually engaging in fellowship by that act of greeting. And you know what else is cool? If you read those two passages again, you'll see that Jesus said, if you enter into a town and that town greets you or welcomes you, and the implication is that you've greeted it as well. So what's happening is in the spirit realm, you're setting up a connection in the spirit and soul dimensions, and it says, heal the sick and declare that the kingdom of God has come here into this town. What's that mean? It means that because there is that fellowship connection, that soul-to-soul connection set up between individuals, that's created a climate, it's created an atmosphere where what? The kingdom of God can break through. Isn't that awesome? That's the inherent, that's the deeper spiritual meaning of greeting. It's not just a surface thing. You actually prepare the soil in the spirit realm when you greet. So I do this. You know, when I walk from my house over here to work, which is really an arduous journey, and I have to drive at times. It's so long. But, 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 but you know, when I walk over here, I walk up here, especially on Sunday mornings, I walk up. You've heard me say this. I walk up, and I, I say, okay, Lord, I am consciously putting on Christ right now. Do you know you can do that? Scripture says you put on Christ. Another way of envisioning that is that we release Christ who's already in us. Lord, I, I, I just call upon you. Release your love through me right now. So I walk up here, and by the time I hit those doors out there, I am already filled with love and ready to just greet the living daylights, whoever I meet. I just want to greet. I just If I see this guy, oh, how you doing? I can't even think I'm a crazy person, but, you know. I mean, I'm so full of God's love. I want to overflow that love. But, you know, it's more than just me being an idiot. It's me. It's me bringing the potential for a breakthrough of the kingdom of God. And that's what we don't see about greeting. Greeting is a powerful tool in the kingdom arsenal. It's powerful. And so I want to encourage us to do that. I really do. Um, you know, just uh, one story, another story about the, the power of this and how, how, how weird it feels when it's not there is I, um, I was officiating at the marriage of a, um, a couple in the church and she was a, a Jewish person who'd converted to Christianity and her parents hated that. And so they came to the wedding, but <clears throat> I went up to the husband, the, uh, the, the father, and, you know, I was, went up with my greeting thing going on. And so I was up there and, you know, smile on my face, put my hand out, and he looked at me and he went, he said, no offense, but I can't shake your hand. And that was weird feeling. It was weird feeling. And I felt that, you know, the, the soul, my, my soul had gone out to him, right? And his soul went, boom, wall went up. And the scripture that I just read said that if, if the town welcomes you, then you're to heal the sick, etc. But if it doesn't, then it says that your peace or your blessing will return to you. So isn't that interesting? So that happened to me. See, my, my blessing, the blessing of my own spirit and soul went out to this guy. 
but he didn't receive it. And so it just came back. And there was no, there's no possibility of kingdom breakthrough there, is there? Jesus can't do anything there because there's no connection. So this is the power of greeting. It's the power of greeting. And so I want to encourage us uh, as we, we're coming to the end of the teaching now, as I continue to close. Uh, it's a joke. It's a preacher joke. Um, uh, the, I, I, so here, here's where we want to go. Number one prime directive. You guys are pretty good at greeting one another. I want you to get better. I want you to get better as we grow on as a community. I want us to always be known as a loving community of Jesus followers. I never want us to lose the community aspect of who we are. It's a powerful draw. Do you know that people in the world are longing for genuine loving community? Their home life is broken. Their work life is broken. Their neighborhood life is broken. And they're looking for a place where they can experience a family with a loving father. Right, Bob? (laughs) With a loving father and brothers and sisters and fathers and mothers all joined together in love. And that's community and that's what we always want to be and that's what we will be. And there's a fundamental building block to that and it has to do with greeting one another. So when you come into this building, I want to challenge you. Some of you have a little trouble with this. Some of you are shyer people. Some of you are waiting for people, honestly, to come and greet you. And I want to challenge you in love. Instead of waiting to be greeted, look around for someone who looks a little isolated like you are. And then go up to that person and warmly greet them in the name of the Lord. And you will be setting up a connection. And you actually, can you imagine if like, you know, on a weekend, you know, we'll have 400 people here, both services. So, you know, if, if, if that, if all that, all those people connect together in the spirit of God, soul to soul, spirit to spirit, man, such potential for kingdom breakthrough, healings and signs and wonders and amazing things happen. That's what we want. That's what church is. That's what church is. Church is a place where the Spirit of God gets to gather and do amazingly uh, graceful and powerful things among everybody who's there. It's not just coming into a place and hearing somebody drone on, singing three songs and being done and going home and looking forward to eating a dinner. There's nothing wrong with looking forward to eating a dinner or going home. But... Man, you ought to come to church and the whole hour, hour and a half ought to be so filled with life that you say, wow, I am different. I've been changed by this experience today. Right? right. These are my people. This is my tribe. I love these people. They love me and God's breaking through. So that's prime directive number one. Greet one another. Number two, more challenging, start to greet the people in the elevator. Start to greet... The, the people on the street that you're just walking by. Do you know that somebody, you can walk by a person on the street and you can smile at them with the love of Jesus and, and nine times out of ten they will smile back and you'll hit them with a blessing and they won't know what hit them. But you'll be giving away the love of Jesus walking down the street, not saying a word. You can do that. That's a form of greeting. But then you can get even, even more intensive. You can, you know, greet a waitress She's tired. She's harried. Greet her. How you doing? 
You're the only one on duty here, right? Man, what a shame. You know, I'm really glad you're my waitress. You know, and then, you know what? Listen, check this out. If you do that, God will set up probably a divine encounter between you and the waitress and may give you a word of knowledge concerning what's going on in that waitress's life. And you may say, hey, you know what? Can I pray for you in this area? I sense that you're having difficulty in this. Would you mind if I prayed for you? And you know 99 times out of 100 people, when you ask them, can I pray for you, will always say yes. They will not say no. It's just true. And so you can, you can give the love of Jesus away there. And one final challenge, you can greet and love a telemarketer. <laughs> Everything about that? Yesterday, I got a call from a telemarketer. Guess what I did? Of course, I hang up. Who doesn't hang up on a telemarketer? Right? But I'm convicted. That's an opportunity for me to share the love of Jesus with her or him. Okay. So that's the extension. Love one another. But Jesus said, if you love just one another, it's not enough. You got to love everybody. What did Josephus, I think it was, say about the church? The Jews love themselves. The Christians love everybody. Isn't that awesome? All right. We're going to end with you doing a practice session. My name is blank. Yeah, my name is blank. Except you're going to fill in your name. And you're going to go to somebody you do not know. Really, you do not know. Okay? In the room. And each of you is going to welcome the other. And then the other will welcome. You welcome that person. That person welcome you. And then, how you doing? Good to see you. And then see where it leads. And I guarantee you, it'll be warm. It'll be blessed. It'll be loving. And I want you guys to do that every time we gather. Okay? All right. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the power of greeting, the radical nature of Jesus speaking about greeting. It's part of the love that we're to show the world, God. And I pray that you would make us radical greeters, great greeters, great graceful greeters, Lord. In your name we pray, amen. Amen.